0: Welcome back to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. This is episode 97, and I'm joined by Peter Gonzalez. And we're going to do a Spider-Man deep dive today on the podcast. We're in between Disney Plus shows for Marvel. So we're going to be deep diving some Spider-Man. And it's a great time to do it because there's a lot of Spider-Man rumors out there for the upcoming Spider-Man 3 No Way Home, which will be coming to theaters around Christmas time this year. So uh, let's introduce Peter. Peter, how are you doing?
1: I am doing great. I'm excited to talk about one of the greatest superheroes.
0: Mm -hmm. I would say he is definitively the greatest superhero for me. Nothing really comes close, but um, yeah, I'm just I'm super excited to talk about Spider-Man. So let's just we're going to go through basically the history of Spider-Man since the Sam Raimi 2000 or 2001, 2002 uh, Spider Man 1 film with uh, Tobey Maguire. So, Peter, let's jump in right off the bat with Spider Man 1 with Tobey Maguire. You have Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin. You introduce James Franco as Harry Osborne. You have uh, obviously Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker. You have Kirsten Dunst uh, as Mary Jane Watson, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that this movie is the reason we have. The entire mcu i think that if that that movie walked, so the other so the mcu could run that was the i think the definitive superhero movie that was like okay these can be very good and then they followed it up in spider-man 2 as well but let's talk about spider-man 1 How are what are your thoughts on that film
1: i liked it i definitely think it like you said it kind of does set the precedent for what superhero movies could be and um they didn't have to be something that was silly or um not serious so i think it really kind of allowed and had a really talented cast to kind of set that up also you had a very it was just stacked all the way around you wouldn't feel like it was cheesy in any sense Mm -hmm. of who was cast as the characters
0: yeah i i agree with that and i think the um the final fight in Spider-Man 1, uh, we talked about this, actually, I think on episode 93, we did a movie draft, me and some of the other members of the Pineapple Couch, and I took uh, Spider-Man 1 as my fantasy superhero movie, and the the whole scene at the end of Spider-Man 1, when he's fighting the Green Goblin, and he basically, the Green Goblin says, like, I was like a father to you, and then Peter denies him and says, no, I had a father, and his name was Ben Parker. Brings a tear to my eye, just thinking about it, not really, but great great scene um what is there a specific scene that stands out to you in spider-man one
1: i think it is that one i mean i'm not surprised that we have a similar scene Mm -hmm. that stands out because again it plays on that on that comic book thing where it's like someone who is super close to you and the villain is this not is someone you're familiar with and Mm -hmm. that's who ultimately knows how to hurt you best so i think that that really just dove into that, that the storytelling could be something that was deeper and kind of really relatable for a lot of people even though you're watching the green goblin versus spider-man and then Mm -hmm. just the dynamic of how kind of true to the comics it was too because that is very true to the comics that scene
0: yeah um i think that's a great point that you bring up with how Because Spider-Man's villains, one of the reasons I think he has the best villain gallery in all of superheroes is because it is like how you said, like it's someone close to him. So that always is a part of the Spider-Man villains, whether it be Doc Ock, the Lizard, um, Hobgoblin, we could go on and on, even Venom. So um, another thing I want to shout out about Spider-Man 1 is the the fight at the Macy's Day Parade. All time, all time with like the big balloon float up things. Mm, And then the scene where... He's in uh, Harry Osborn's apartment for Thanksgiving and no- Willem Dafoe, Norman Osborn, Green Goblin's like looking for him and he's hiding on the ceiling and the blood drops. That was a, a great scene.
1: And just says a lot about Sam Remini as a director, too, like it's just mm-hmm. it's interesting to see what he will bring into the MCU now that he's coming into the MCU, what sort of finesse and technique he's going to bring from these movies into Doctor Strange.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited for that because I'm not a big horror movie guy, but I know that Sam Raimi is big in that genre. And if you think about specific scenes in this Spider-Man and the next one, there are some, like, it's not obviously horror, but there are some jump-out moments and um, Mm. catchy off-guard, stuff like that. Um, So, yeah, Spider-Man 1, all-time film. We'll go to Spider-Man 2 now. This is my dad's favorite superhero movie ever. Interesting. Alfred Molina as the Doc Ock. Maybe... I think that Doc Ock, Alfred Molina, is in the same category as Thanos. I think he's in this. I would put that Willem Dafoe Green Goblin in that same category. In terms of iconic supervillain, or, uh, yeah, supervillain performances, um, that's just me. A little biased there, but I thought that if you talk about some of the fight scenes in this movie, whether it be at the bank, whether it be on the subway, the clock tower, obviously the final battle... The way they did Doc Ock in the arms, I thought was awesome. So, so, so good. The only problem I have with it, and this is a giant problem for me. Like, this is a giant problem. He, like, loot, like, he, first of all, Spider Man, the way they do his powers in these movies, he doesn't shoot webs out of his body. He has, like, a web thing. It's not like he spews webs from, like, all of his, like, orifices on his body jesus christ so that's weird and then in spider-man 2 he basically like loses his powers because he doesn't want to be spider-man anymore and you like literally see him like get someone getting beat up and he walks by and he's eating a stupid hot dog or something that hurt this movie so much for me still one of my favorites still there's so many good parts about it don't give me the spider-man doesn't want to be spider-man loses his powers thing i just hated that what, what what did you think of that? And then what else stood out to you in this
1: movie? Um, I guess we'll start with that. I think that definitely the storytelling bothered me because I feel like Doc Ock is such an iconic villain. Again, Spider-Man has this depth of villains that is mm-hmm. just so well available to be used. And I feel like this whole story is so almost forgettable to me just because it just it's kind of cringe i'm like why i mean i get that it's the second movie it's hard to follow up the really great first one with a solid second and overall the movie's good but just that whole idea of he gets his powers back because i think it was because mj was in danger like yeah mistaken and that uh-huh. like woke up his thing and it's just like i didn't i couldn't get on board with that it just that was the hardest for me the action sequences were really dope and i remember having i had all the lego sets so like the pier fight the subway the bank i had all of them because again it was so cool to recreate them and build them yeah because they are so well done
0: that that's what makes this movie such a powerhouse is the action scenes they're truly if you think about it like so before their time if that makes sense they're so good that the action scenes and um i thought alfred molina does a lot of heavy lifting in this movie he is i think the best performance by far in this movie
1: yeah this movie was by far it just because also it was just had a lot of storytelling pieces that were all over the place i mean there was mm-hmm. emily was engaged for a second yeah that was like weird. It was i'm not just... a big
0: kirsten dunce fan as mj to be honest i think uh i like emma stone's uh gwen stacy way more and i like how am I for Zendaya as MJ more than Kirsten Dunst? I don't know why Kirsten Dunst always kind of annoyed me. That's just my,
1: no, I, I would even put Bryce Dallas Howard as Gwen Stacy over Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. MJ. Like I was just never that. I just never connected fully to, I mean, it made sense visually. Like this looks like the comic book character, but just, mm-hmm. it was just, it, uh, they didn't know what to do with the character in a sense almost, which again, it's hard for that. It's hard for you to have that character in a superhero movie. And I think even now we're still struggling to kind of nail the landing with that kind of character. But I feel like just as the first one, it was, it was a struggle.
0: Yeah. And what, another thing I don't understand about, and this is honestly a critique of all the Spider-Man films besides the Andrew Garfield era. I don't understand why it's MJ first. Always. That makes literally no sense to me. It's got to be Gwen Stacy. The, the comic book spoiler alert The most famous comic book ever is the night Gwen Stacy died where you knew Gwen Stacy as Peter's girlfriend and then the Green Goblin kills her and it literally like changed comic books because that type of shit never happened. And so to me it's just it's so weird that they've forgotten about such a amazing great character in my opinion because there is a great dynamic with Gwen Stacy how we saw this a little bit. With how her father is Captain Stacy in and the Andrew Garfield ones, I just thought that they, uh, I don't, I, I still don't understand why they haven't used Gwen Stacy. I just don't get it. I, I get
1: just it have to say one hundred percent retweet to everything you just said because if you've read the comics and you know this, she was such an integral role in him, his Spider-Man journey, yeah, what he does, and so I guess MJ. For some reason, was the more recognizable and easily done. But it's like if you are honoring the source material, that's Gwen Stacy was such an integral part. Yeah, which I think for me is why the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man slightly edges out the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man series. Really, because of because I'm so integral to the comics. Like for me, that was so mm-hmm. important to me. But we'll get to those in a minute. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think that the fact that that hasn't been addressed even in the current tom holland spider-man i just don't get it interesting like why not
0: yeah it's just i i don't know to be honest i i do not know so let's go i think we might have some disagreements here let's talk about (laughs) spider-man 3 i the the bullet point i had down for this for a rundown is what the fuck happened with (laughs) spider-man 3 and um let me say this i just thought I love Spider-Man movies so much, and this is just such a tough movie for me to, to watch. There's so many parts of it that are just like, what the hell is going on here? The whole, like, I think what happened was is the studio wanted to just force Venom into this movie, and so I feel like they didn't even do Venom that well, and it also caused them to, like, the Sandman was a, like, no character development and at the end of the movie he kind of they just like agree and he goes off and they like relitigated how uncle ben died and all this stuff and then you get crazy James Franco, Harry Osborn in this who I don't think is very he's it's his worst of the three and I just think this movie I, that stupid scene where he's in all black and he's like dancing on the sidewalk and that time where he basically punches MJ accidentally or something like that I don't want to see that shit. I know the symbiotes. Like, don't, that's not Spider-Man. I don't know. I just had a lot of problems with that. And I just feel like they've tried to throw too much into the movie, too many villains and teaser alert, a little worried about no way home because of that. Um, just throwing too much stuff in. And and I don't know. I thought they did so well with the two character, the one villain in the first two that you should just keep doing that until you build the like center six or something. I don't know. You let me hear what you have to say.
1: So, you have a lot of valid points, because I think the Spider-Man dancing down the sidewalk is one of the worst things in Ever. movie history. Yeah, like, it's just, no, no, no. Um, I think what I like is certain parts of this movie. I don't like, it as, as a whole, it is an example of what you don't do, it's like, if, what not to do. If you want to make a superhero movie, sticks the landing do not do this mm-hmm. I think that Andrew Garfield Spider-Man 2 similarly yeah. kind of falls into the trap of this movie oh, yeah. where you're trying to do too many things too much world building in a two hour movie if it even was two hours I'm not sure how long it was mm-hmm. you can't you're, it's too rushed so I liked the scene where Eddie Brock became Venom in the church yeah. very cool. comic accurate I like that I liked that we had Gwen Stacy. That was a cool part for the movie for me. The whole ending thing, it, the whole ending fight, yes, it's kind of cool in certain aspects. But again, when you have a movie that hasn't, it hasn't earned that scene. Yeah. Kind of, because I'm saying like, the whole Peter fighting side by side with Harry against the two villains, it's not earned enough. It's like, yeah, you knew this would happen at some point, but again, everything was so rushed. So while I will watch this movie if it's on TV and like I will cringe through parts of it, I liked what it kind of went for. It kind of swung but missed. Mm -hmm. So I think because of that, I don't totally hate it. I do hate the fact that we tried to tie in Sandman into Peter's uncle, into Uncle Ben's death. I do hate the fact that it was he had these weird motivations. Like I think it was his daughter was dying or something. Yeah, it's
0: like. like,
1: it's just a lot that doesn't t- totally work. And I think it's, again, it's a nice lesson plan for, like, don't do this if you want movies to work. Yeah, I think this is something that DC is definitely trying to do a movie, and, and they're trying to create stuff that is similar mm-hmm. to this, where you kind of throw everything into one movie. But again, I think so much of it, because I don't find my, I wasn't invested in the Peter MJ either. Like, it wasn't like it was like I was rooting for them or anything. So that, yeah. when they weren't working, it was like, okay, it's not working. It's,
0: it's, okay, it's, give us one Stacy.
1: <laughs> it's just a hard, it's a hard movie. I mean, I don't totally hate it. I think because for some reason, I don't know why I don't totally hate it. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's hard to explain like, why don't I don't hate this movie. But I think because I saw what it wanted to do. I just, I even went back and watched some clips and I was like, mm,
0: I don't know. Fully. Yeah, what, well, what, he, here's what I think, as we've been talking about this, is the biggest problem with Spider-Man 3, and so if I'm not going to rewrite the movie and take out all characters, and he, he should have lost. He should have lost in Spider-Man 3, and then Harry and him maybe earn that way to come back and fight, because like you said, that fight was not earned. Spider-Man, and we saw this as of how effective it was in Avengers Infinity War, I mean we could go way back and look at empire strikes back spider-man should have lost he should have lost to sandman and venom harry should not have come to help and then spider-man 4 could have been some sort of retribution of them coming back together which you, allows you to give you more backstory for venom and get rid of the fucking uncle ben correlation to sandman but i think spider-man should have lost in that movie what do you think about that
1: yeah i think that that yes just, i was gonna say that that definitely should have happened I was I forgot about Empire Strikes Back because that's a great reference point but again I feel like they didn't feel fully confident that they could do that in a superhero movie just yet they couldn't yep. have someone lose I think that's why when it happens at the end of Infinity War if you haven't seen Infinity War spoiler alert but I feel like you at this point should have seen Infinity War mm-hmm. but- unless you were living under a rock or something. but I'm
0: pretty sure there's some so, statistic out there of the amount of people who have seen those movies. It's, like, actually insane. Like, most of the world. Are, probably I not, believe that. <laughs> like, so many people have seen them.
1: But, yeah, I feel like... So, I think that's why it was such a payoff in Infinity War, because you're, like, the hero's just lost, and you have to wait an entire year of just, like, what what is happening. Mm-hmm. But I think here, it was, like, we have to play it safe. So, they took the safe way out, and... A scene that could have been super, canon, iconic is just kind of there, and it's it doesn't really have what you wanted to do.
0: Yeah, uh, yep, we're on the same page there. Let's uh jump to the Andrew Garfield era, and as a uh, before we dive deep into it, one thing that I feel quite strongly about this, and I'm curious what you think is, so I think that Tobey Maguire was a great, 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 great Peter Parker for the most part. Great Peter Parker. Spider-Man? I think Andrew Garfield is an unbelievable Spider-Man. So good as Spider-Man. Peter Parker? Kind of a little too cool. That's why I think Tom Holland is the best of both, where he is a great Spider-Man and he's a perfect Peter Parker. But that's how I look at the Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire. What do you think of that? So I was,
1: as you started talking, I was fully prepared to be like, so for me, up to this point of this conversation, obviously, Tom ha- Holland is like number one Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I was going to put Andrew Garfield second and then Tobey Maguire as, you know, some of the whole Peter and Spider-Man together. But when you break it down, like you just broke it down that yet yeah, Tobey Maguire was the good Peter Parker because he just, he was really the nerd. He was really mm-hmm. the outsider. And, yes, Andrew Garfield technically is too cool in the role. He's, like, cannot... skateboarding
0: and, like, take, wearing trendy clothes and, like, probably going viral on Instagram with the, like, hashtags back in the day. So. <laughs> <laughs> what was, what was Based that hashtag? On... You know, like, every single person. Oh, uh, I don't know. Never mind. Keep going. Hashtag nature or some shit like that. <laughs> like, Sorry, keep going.
1: Yes. <laughs> no, so when you put it that way, where you're compar- where you're separating them, yes, I think that in hindsight, when you want a Peter Parker character, and if you grew up reading the comic books, and you grew up and was like, that's who you wanted to be when you grew up, was Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Yes, I will say, I, I can go with that. I can go with Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker, Parker Andrew Garfield,
0: Spider-Man. Okay. good, good, good. We're on the same page there. Let's start. Let's go. The first Andrew Garfield movie, I think, is a very strong um, actual open to this uh, the the two movie run. I thought obviously a lot of problems with the second one, but the first one I thought was uh, pretty strong. Um, And one of the reasons is because when we got teased in the Spider-Man Raimi one through three about Dr. Connors becoming the lizard so damn much that. It was kind of cool to finally get the lizard. It was in a way, I will have to say, it was like part of me wanted that old Dr. Connors to be the lizard because it was like, man, we just spent like eight years building yeah. that potential up. But I thought that this movie was effective. I think that the scene where he has to like swing using the cranes to get to the whatever the tall, I think is it Empire State Building when that happens? I don't remember. What, oh, it's Oscorp, right?
1: I wanted to say yes.
0: And so I thought that scene was great. I think that Emma Stone, far and away, by far, by far, by far, by far, is the best. uh, Like Gwen Stacy slash Mary Jane in any of the Spider Man movies, not close. She is by far, she is by far better, obviously, than Kirsten Dunst. By and even by far better, in my opinion, than Zendaya. I think Emma Stone was the perfect Gwen Stacy, and they effed that up. Because obviously it stopped happening but what do you think about that
1: so to double down that to what you just said i would also argue that emma stone as gwen stacy is the best superhero female sidekick that love interest type of character as far as being the most developed most character wise and most mm-hmm. given things to do and also is like not just a side character for the sake of like this is a side character, but yeah, much know, more, a like, great point. integral to the point. Because if you think about it, when you look at the MCU as a whole, Peggy Carter is a strong contender.
0: And, I mean, you could say uh Pepper Potts, but, like, only in Iron Man 3.
1: True, and I feel like, even after Iron Man 3, it's just, like, you... just almost... It wasn't fully there. Was oh, yeah, yeah,
0: like, I I think... I never thought about this, but I think Emma Stone is... Like I'm trying to go through everything in my head right now, I think. I mean, I think Ethan. Peggy Carter's right there. Jane um, Foster
1: was a, was not a not breakthrough, good. maybe in Thor, Love and Thunder, but so far not so much. Um, Rachel McAdams in Doctor Strange. No. Um,
0: Wait, uh, is it mm. Lupita okay, Yeah. in uh, Black Panther? She's That's, decent. She's pretty good. good. Um, we just didn't get enough of her, I thought. I thought that she was going to be a way bigger part of that movie, if that makes sense. But maybe we'll see more of who or knows?
1: Evangeline Lily and Ant Man,
0: mm-hmm. but do we count because she became the wasp, the though? Uh, no, we so it's like her. tough because it's like, yeah, well, then her. So then, then I know? wouldn't
1: count her, I wouldn't count Lupita, I wouldn't count yeah. um, I would count Jane, I would count Peggy, I would count Pepper, Pepper. yeah,
0: yeah. I, think I mean, what. Obviously, I'm gonna not say that Katie Holmes in the Batman. I'm not gonna say that she wasn't that great. Uh, she was bad, actually. She was really bad. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I'm trying to think. Go through X Men, and there's nothing really like there's the FBI agent in. Oh, uh, yes. In X Men, um, the first class.
1: Yeah, but her she and also Charles. Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah, she that was okay. But I think the reason I thought that was okay is just because. I thought that uh, What's-His-Name uh, was a perfect Charles Xavier, and Fastbender is the best Magneto that we'll ever see. So but,
1: we're obviously we're going to have to talk about those movies because, yes, I have lots of thoughts on those mm-hmm, and yeah. the way that they started so high. and
0: then... mm-hmm. So let's get back on track, though, here. Uh, yes. Spider-Man 1 let's, uh, with Andrew Garfield era. We talked about how great Emma Stone is. We talked about the differences between Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Anything else about that first one stick out to you?
1: I liked the way the origin story was done. I thought that the whole getting the powers, you know, getting bit by the spider. I liked that. I liked how everything was. I liked how interconnected it was. It wasn't everything separated. I liked the way it was woven together. Mm -hmm. I liked there was the scene that stands out where um, Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy is in the lab and she's like hiding and stuff, and doing things, so again, it's like she's doing things, she's yeah. not
0: she's not just watching and scared, you know yeah,
1: and I liked um, Aunt May in this one um,
0: yeah, yeah, she I... was good, she was good that's a good point yeah, um, so let's talk about the second Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie, because it is by far the worst Spider-Man movie ever, like I complained about Spider-Man 3 This movie is one of the worst things to ever happen to me in my entire life. What the hell are they trying to do with Peter Parker's parents? What? That is so not allowed. That is so, so wrong. Do not do that. That is not like get out of here with that BS. Don't try and make it about them. Because I think that just undermines Uncle Ben and Aunt May. Like that was so dumb whoever oh. plays okay go so on
1: that note though there is a storyline in the comics where they were alive yes. and were the shield agents or something like that so in that aspect i was like okay i kind of see what's happening but again this movie <laughs> is <that's laughs> not supposed to be about the you're, that's if you're spider-man mythology it's about Uncle Ben. It's about specific things. So we just wasted
0: so much time on this in the movie too that I was like, what are you guys doing here? At least was me. Um let me get a couple more things off my chest and I'll give you the floor. Uh whoever plays Harry Osborne, that was awful. You should never be allowed to do anything ever again with Spider-Man. With the bangs. The bangs, terrible. Um the whole idea of how Norman is dying and like he, he has these weird... They both have these weird diseases. That's why they're doing the Green Goblin serum. I mean, I even have read shit that Norman... T- like, people don't even think Norman was dead in those. And he was going to come back in the third because he was hiding. Like I just thought yep. that was all crap. I thought, as cool as Jamie Foxx is, that was awful. That was an awful version of Electro. Just of how he was obsessed with Spider-Man. And then all of a sudden, he turns completely on Spider-Man because a camera follows him in this one instance. He was like Spider-Man's biggest fan. And that one thing happens and he just goes crazy. And then obviously shoehorning uh, Harry into that final fight, killing Gwen Stacy. I don't don't think they should have killed Gwen Stacy there. I don't think... I think you should have kept her around for a lot longer. I do understand the effectiveness of that. I just don't think they had earned that yet. And I think Emma Stone was too important to those movies to kill off. Like, she is truly that important in my opinion so it just this movie sucked so i i hate saying that it just it i i was so disappointed in this movie um so make make some light out of this peter i actually think
1: it's going to get darker because so (laughs) i actually own the dvd of both of of those spider-man movies and i've never watched the dvd for spider-man 2 andrew garfield's version I only watched it in the theater, and let me though feel I still vividly remembered the just the way it felt after that movie because it was just like such a
0: it was so bad it was just like, yes, and just on?
1: so just again okay, so let's so again, high points for me in that movie were the graduation speech and how that kind of ties in to Peter, the listens to it that whole thing. I liked yeah. that because again, you're building this. Wednesday see Peter Parker which comic books truth I loved it that was cool I did not understand Electro as a like that made no sense to me I don't know how he's coming back for Spider-Man the new Spider-Man I don't know how that's going to work it didn't make sense to me it wasn't the big final sequence where he's at the power plant and stuff battle it was this movie I felt like was trying to check off boxes like let's do a cool visual effects fight let's do these things that was not working. Again. The strongest part of this movie. Was the Peter Parker. Emma, uh, Gwen Stacy dynamic. Yeah, I think what far. helped was that in real life. At the time they were dating. Mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Which again helped the chemistry between the two. I absolutely. I underst- Hated. Similar to how you just pointed. The Gwen Stacy death at this point. Because again. It should have been one more movie at least. When, until that happens, yeah. Because.
0: Yeah, you could argue that those movies were so bad that you just never kill her because she was so good. It's like, what are you going to do without her? You know what I mean? Sorry to interrupt, but
1: no, totally. It's like, I did not understand. I think that's why I haven't rewatched the movie because that just was like, why would you kill off this character who is doing such magical things for the series? And again, it's like, I do, I did see where there was like they had filmed scenes with like MJ coming in. Yeah, you you remember who was cast as her? Yes. She
0: was that girl in The Secret Life of the American Teenager Show. Yeah. I don't remember her name, but that would have been awful. Um,
1: She's dating the football player, but yes. She's
0: dating a football player? Yes. um, What football player? Rogers. Aaron Rogers?
1: Yes. Shailene Woodley.
0: That's who that is? Yeah. Whoa. She was
1: great in Big Little Lies.
0: Aaron Rogers hates his family. I wonder how she feels about that. Sorry, no. that's... No. that's <laughs> I can't
1: we could connect so many things yeah. back and forth. But, um, but yeah, so again, I didn't... So I'm glad that that never happened. I think it was... Just so dumb to kill off Gwen Stacy in the second movie. That's my biggest issue with Yes. And also, again, we had this big post credit scene where it's like, we're building oh these God. villains. No,
0: and again, it was
1: like... Why like, are you doing this already? It's only the second... It's like if Captain America 2 or Iron Man 2 was like, here are the avengers it's like no you have to earn these things in order for it to make sense
0: I and mean, how bad was the ghost version of like dennis quaid or whatever uh captain stacy that peter was basically like hallucinating and seeing her father who was dead that was awful yeah that was i i got so lost i that mean, was so dumb god damn that movie. Sucked. such a failed
1: Uh, did not stick the superhero landing. I think it just, it's sad because it had some good pieces, that Spider-Man series Mm -hmm. that we haven't necessarily had. And again, we haven't had a character as strong as Emma Stone, as Gwen Stacy. And I think that this podcast helps kind of revisit, like that's a good, that we don't think about when we look at the lens of how we look at these characters in the MCU going forward. Mm -hmm. Because, again, it's like, I'm almost curious. Well, when we get to Spider-Man 3, we can talk about that. But
0: Yeah, um, so the, the, the effect of how bad this movie was. I mean, this is done. This, this franchise ended. It's over. There's a small rumor that he might come to the MCU. That did not happen. And then a few years later, like, what are we This just like three or four years later, probably. Um, Tom Holland shows up in Civil War as Spider-Man. Um uh, the trailer obviously where he takes Cap Shield was electric. That um I was in a drought of I wasn't in a drought I hadn't as been paying as close attention to a Marvel as I usually do. And then I saw that trailer and I was like, All right, I'm back. And I've been like <laughs> back in it deep since. Um I think that his appearance in Civil War is awesome. I like how they have him show up before uh They have his own movie. I also am not one of the people who freak out about the relationship between him and Tony Stark. The only thing I would like to remind people is that we need to remember Peter Parker is a freaking genius. So that's just – that's how – what were we – let's talk about his appearance in Civil War, and then we'll go to Homecoming.
1: I think Civil War was a perfect example of how to do right what Spider-Man 3 and Spider-Man 2 failed to do in creating like you're bringing in these characters you're introducing them you're setting it up but you're not stuffing the plot with unnecessary things I thought Mm -hmm. having introducing Spider-Man in that way was such a smart way to do it because you're not bringing him with a standalone movie right away from the start you're not going to redo the whole origin story all over again because everyone knows the origin story you don't really need to redo it Mm -hmm. I understand the Tony Stark you know, relationship because, again, it speaks to the Uncle Ben. It speaks to where Mysterio gets to kind of prey on him yeah. and theoretically where Doctor Strange may play a role in as well. So I understand that. Um, but again, I think what Tom Holland brought to the role is similar to what um, Sebastian Stan and um, Elizabeth Olsen have where it's just this joy to be playing the character. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, and that's so apparent when you're watching it on screen. You're seeing, similar to Paul Rudd playing Batman man you have this just yeah. this different edge of like fully investing and enjoying And other people don't have it, but theirs is just this way that they approach the character and just kind of make it jump off the screen in a way that the comic books would make something jump off the page.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, and so let's talk about Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, I think this is a great, great movie. It's uh, probably a top 10 MCU movie for me. I actually like Far From Home a little more. Um, but I think the whole relationship with Adrian Dooms, the vulture who's played by um, Michael Keaton, the whole scene on the way to prom, the scene where Peter gets uh, has all that building thrown on him and he's like has to fight his way out of it, the scene um, where He obviously the final battle with helping not get the Avengers shit stolen. The only thing I have a problem with in Homecoming is like. How Peter like F's up the ferry because originally it was supposed to be like Iron Man and War Machine messed up and Peter came in and saved the day because you don't really in the comics have it that much of like Iron Man saving Spider-Man's ass. It's usually the other way around. So I didn't... I mean, but that's how they're going for the young Spider-Man. But that's just a nitpick. I really like this movie. Um. Okay. That's, a, that's a, the most brightest that you talked
1: about. One of the movies going up until this point.
0: Um, <laughs> I, I love all these movies. I love all these movies. I'm just... I'm critical of Spider-Man films.
1: I really, really liked the way that we kind of brought it back to high school and it looked like high mm-hmm. school. It didn't yep. look like trying to be high school. I liked the fact that it was an origin story without retreading the origin story. It was a very imperfect hero. It was very the mistakes that you're going to make along the way. I liked the fact that we made the difference that we've created to Aunt May where it's a little bit different vibe and kind of a little bit more relatable to him. And I'm curious that we don't really mention Uncle Ben as necessarily, if at all. If I
0: yeah, it's never been mentioned. So
1: I think that's going to be interesting to see where that comes into play. I mean, I've seen rumors mm-hmm. for, which I'm sure you have for number three. Yeah. But I did like, I understood the why we're including Iron Man and kind of again, reverse connecting it to the universe of the Avengers and making yeah. sure that it's like this is part of it. Similar to, I liked again what this did, similar to how falcon and the winter soldier picks up after end game you're dealing with the after effects of that here we're dealing with the after effects of the battle of new york and you have these this alien stuff Um, words are not happening for some reason i like that i like the i liked michael keaton as the villain i thought he brought something Mm -hmm. dark to it and as we've been talking about you know the side characters this whole conversation up to now I realized that what I liked about Zendaya's portrayal of MJ is that it's just like kind of like just dark and doesn't really care and kind of sarcastic. So I think what I liked about it was that it was kind of relatable in that aspect, Mm -hmm. but I realized I didn't necessarily like it as a character, if that makes sense. Yeah. I also didn't like the addition of the his daughter. um, daughter. Yeah. Yeah. That was just kind of like that was weird it was it was i got it but also it didn't feel necessary
0: yeah and i think what saves this because i do think that mj is zendaya is obviously a lot better in the second one um but and i did not think that uh adrian Toomb's daughter was that like i don't know i didn't think she really i never thought like oh spider-man really is gonna be with her if that makes sense i think ned saves it ned Ned and aunt may they are so good in these. The that man in the chair, Ned is so good. And then I know you, Marissa Tomei is the best anime. It's, it's awesome. She's very, very good. I know, and she's like younger than they are. She is in the comic books, but I think the whole dynamic between her and Happy is hilarious. So I think that Marissa Tomei and Ned, or I, I forget what Ned's name is. His name in like Instagram is like Life Is Aloha or something. But um, so yeah, they're they're great in this. And uh, Spider Man Homecoming is a great it's a great movie and i do
1: want to touch on that moment you mentioned when basically the whole building is on top of him because mm -hmm. i think that's so it's obviously a pivotal moment in the film but i think pivotal in his journey as spider-man as well and i think tom holland really sells it in such an emotional way that connects to the audience and that's what the mcu does so well like a top five spider-man scene ever oh yeah maybe top five mcu scene ever too it's just like again it has that that connection to it—that you're like, even though you're not physically lifting up a building off yourself, you're like, I, you, everyone's been in times when they're building up, picking up, you know, emotional things off of themselves or the situation yeah. that they're in. So like, he sells it so well, to up and and that's such such a solid, solid mm-hmm. movie.
0: And it's just so important when we're talking about the Tom Holland version of this. High school Peter Parker makes just so much more sense. It's so much better. Um, so now. Let's talk about Spider-Man Infinity War and Endgame. Um, He obviously goes to Titan in Infinity War with Iron Man. Doctor Strange meets up with the Guardians. I think, and I'm curious to hear what you have to think about this. I think the best we've ever seen Tom Holland in the MCU is in Infinity War and like the last 30, 40 minutes of Far From Home. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah because he's so good in this it's it makes it it's again one of the reasons why that movie can be on television and i've seen it so many times infinity war and i will still watch it i still watch that opening sequence again where they're all buying in new york mm-hmm. and he just shows up to like i just stop that giant hand hammer thing yeah and it's just like he just like well, he's like what are we dealing with and then he has to go save the wizard and it's just mm-hmm. the it's new just suit this, too the new suit Um, the fact that he stows away and it's just like, and he, his interactions with the guardians, all I have that one too. Where is he?
0: Yeah, it's a great Funko Pop favorite. (laughs) There we go. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So,
1: but yeah, it's just he is so good in this movie. Um, yeah, he brings, I mean, there's a lot, there's issues that I have with this movie, which is for another podcast, which again, this movie also where
0: that's interesting I'm, I'm excited to hear your issues about this movie
1: and you know it's also where it's also where i had issues with one of your favorite superheroes in this oh
0: movie. well yeah that that's indefensible <laughs> but, i can't the um... starlet part in that i like him in every single <laughs> other part except that that was just so tough i don't even think that that's it that's even like his fault like chris pratt's fault because he just was doing what they it was just a very questionable decision by the directors. I just feel like they threw Star Lord completely under the bus. They and like it oh. worked. Yeah, it was like, let's uh man, if we put all these super strong characters together, they they have a good shot against Thanos, actually, it seems like. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's just have uh Star Lord fuck this all up. It's just like, come on. He's that's tough for me. I don't think that if you look at him in the first two Guardians, I don't think that is a good reflection of his character.
1: Mm, but that's another conversation because I have points to that but i'd love to see it back to this that scene where spider-man is rescuing everyone on the battle on titan and he's like i don't know your name sorry that again is what makes this role so good and then we obviously it would be remiss not to talk about when he and is having that moment with tony when he's disappearing that's just like
0: it's the most heartbreaking heartbreaking part of the movie yeah it's he it's funny because you have think about the level of all these crazy talented actors that snapped right Mm -hmm. you you have chadwick boseman you have benedict cumberbatch you have sebastian stan you have all these different characters tom holland sold it a hundred billion times better than everyone and it's not like anyone else sold it bad tom holland just was like yeah watch this and it's just like wow you drop this king here you go like you just completely blew everyone out of the water on that and that was one of I mean, for me, the reason Infinity War is so sad is just like, holy crap, Spider-Man. Just and I, for a lot of people, that was Black Panther. There's different various characters where it was like, holy shit. But for me, the way Tom so- Holland sold it, it was incredible. It was incredible, Peter. That's, yeah, that he
1: is the old. He's the one that really just brought it home. Because yeah, it was sad to see everybody else go. I understand if you have your favorite. It was sad to see your favorites go. But the way he disappeared was such. It showed that the stakes were real for Endgame. It showed that what was going to come was
0: going to be a big deal. The chef's kiss of that, of just how detail-oriented the MCU is, is that Spider-Man says he doesn't feel so good, like, way before anyone else notices what's going knows. on. Because he has spider senses, and it's just like, the little things like that. It's like, thank you. Thank you. Because that would have happened. So thank you, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about fake powers here, but that's what we do. So in Endgame he comes back uh in the portal scene i mean he it's him or black panther who gets the biggest audience reaction when he shows I up I think
1: it was him in all honesty I think it
0: was but i mean maybe depending on what video you see uh, but that's just a testament to how popular the Spider-Man character is and i just want to say again before we finish up on how he is in Endgame he's just such a great combination of Peter Parker and Spider-Man he's just Like We talked about how great Tobey Maguire was as Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Tom Holland is just the perfect version. I think he is fantastic. And I am very excited that they cast him young so we don't have to just do two or three Spider-Mans. We can do six. Give me nine Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. Give me all of them. I'll take all of them. Endgame comes back in Portal's scene. Uh, There's the great stretch where he's kind of carrying the Infinity Gauntlet. uh, Funny interaction with Captain Marvel, with Pepper. And then at the end, you do have the very emotional scene of him saying goodbye to Tony, which <laughs> that was by like by far the most sad part, almost, if you think about it, um, e- even more so than Pepper. I, it's, it's a toss up for me there. Um, and also, before I get your thoughts on it, I just want to say that I don't criticize Marvel that hard, but they deleted a scene from Avengers Endgame where everyone like took a knee for Tony including like Steve the Guardians T'Challa what what are you what are you doing taking that out That's my Iron Man that's Tony I just that I just don't sometimes they cut people cut things out and it's like okay I kind of get that like they cut out Tony talking to his daughter and like the soul realm or whatever and it's like okay I can get how you didn't really need to shoehorn that in the taking a knee thing for, for Tony come on such a miss uh, endgame spider-man what do you think let me
1: wait i'm laughing because this is why this body i enjoy doing this so much because on my list of things to talk about as, we're, as you're saying everything and i'm like okay you talk about this you address this you mentioned the deleted scene when i was gonna say i wonder if you it's like, i don't know why i would doubt that you hadn't seen the deleted scene of course you've seen the deleted scene but it's just like the deleted scene needed to... I don't care if this movie was four hours long. I would have been fine.
0: I wish like, it was four I
1: hours long. I, I, been, I wouldn't have cared. That scene is such a moment I, of respect for what the MCU has been for Like all those movies. Like yeah. should have been in... The, been in um, but yes. Uh, working backwards from that... Um, yeah, I think, honestly, his goodbye to Iron Man hit a little bit more than Pepper's because we we kept like we kept like diving into pepper yes she's super integral to his life and then backing out and then in and out it was so inconsistent
0: yeah but i felt
1: like whenever he interacted with tony it was consistent if that makes sense
0: yeah and i also think it's it's very easy for me to say this is not a stretch that the general population likes Tom Holland a hundred billion times more than they like Gwyneth Paltrow. I think that's pretty safe to say if you're looking on the internet lately. <laughs> you know, yeah, I
1: mean, I mean, yes, definitely. She's more of like Gwyneth Paltrow's more like a vibe, and Tom Holland is more like you're on board a hundred percent of uh-huh. the time. Yeah. Um, keep going backwards. I'll try to go backwards as possible. Um, yes, the whole carry the gauntlet scene the activate instant kill during the whole final battle.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: interaction with Captain Marvel, again, is one of those, Captain Marvel's one of the things that I have issues with this movie, but that's for later.
0: Oh, um, I will, I have so. oh my God. Can, can I just quickly see what you think about this? I don't have any problems with the character of Captain Marvel in the comics and all this stuff. I thought Captain Marvel was the worst movie in the MCU. I just never thought she was going to lose. There was no moment in that movie where you're like, Carol Danvers isn't going to win. It was just kind of like, I don't know. It that's...
1: wasn't earned. Again, I struggle with that movie because I like, I think they got it right with Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I don't think the movie has, ex- it didn't, it was, it was a hard, that's again, another movie to discuss, but it's just a hard thing to do. And I think that's why Captain Marvel 2 is the marbles. I mm-hmm. get that she wanted that to be part of it when she just talked about it before in the interviews that she wants the Marvel, like, Everything to be involved, but I think they did that also because of the fact that Captain Marvel again was such a hard sell of a movie, and in return, when I see her in Endgame, I have so many issues with Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah, well, just when I'll just tease this for when we talk about Endgame one day, her flying through the spaceship. Come on.
1: It wasn't earned.
0: It was just like, oh, thanks for showing up, Jesus, like it was incredibly not earned it was incredibly not earned that but different pod so it's different pod. We so, talked yes, on, um, yeah keep going
1: i was gonna say about this movie when initially because basically we don't have tom holland for like the majority of the movie until the final scene you know he shows up and again to your point about how he's the perfect peter parker and spider-man he's able to be spider-man not wearing the mask and it's still spider-man in such a perfect way yeah, great point and just, I liked, so again, in deleted scenes, the, I liked the one that made the cut versus the non, which is the deleted scene of his interaction with Tony at the beginning. I liked I how he was doing, Doctor Strange did his spinny thing, and it was, again, such a, I don't want to say dumbed down, but like such a basic explanation for something that's so complicated in the MCU yeah. and so accessible that it was just, it was perfect.
0: Yeah, I agree. And um, so we've touched on... Tony Stark and Spider Man's relationship quite a bit in this conversation already. Is there anything you wanted to add to that before we get into Far From Home?
1: I think it was, it's just, he played such a mentoring role.
0: I have to no problem with it. Spider
1: Man. Like and and Spider Man to him was, I think, such a grounding force in a sense. So I think why he
0: did the, the time heist.
1: Yeah. You
0: saw the photo of him and Peter.
1: Which, yes, was, which was, and again, we didn't think he wasn't, yeah, such a big moment for it. And again, it, it, it again speaks to how Marvel was able to make these emotional moments that are tied to previous moments in a larger universe without making it feel overstuffed and overcomplicated and
0: rushed. So, mm-hmm. yeah. OK, let's jump into Spider-Man Far From Home. And I'm going to start this off with a statement that may surprise you. So. My rankings rankings of Marvel movies sometimes shuffle a little bit. This has been in the top five ever since it came out and has been as high as number two. I think Spider-Man Far From Home is masterful. I think it is so, so, so good. The fact that they got Mysterio right and Jake Gyllenhaal does an unbelievable performance with it I think was incredible, the way they have Peter dealing with the... Tony Stark's people who he may have uh, wronged and now Peter has to deal with it. I don't have as much of a problem with that as other people do because I'm sure Peter will make his own enemies and we'll have to deal with that. So I do like the the idea of Tony Stark's past employees being like, he gave it all to this kid. I I really like that. The end battle is unbelievable. The Mysterio illusion scenes are, if not the best fight scenes in the history of the MCU – right there i mean obviously cap wielding mjolnir towards the top and stuff in endgame but the the illusion scenes of mysterio and are chef's kiss perfect i love spider-man far from home um to me it is like clearly better than homecoming i know that's not what most people think but i'm crazy i think guardians of the galaxy 2 is 100 times better than Guardians of the galaxy 1 and i know no one thinks that but um I love Far From Home. The, they pulled off Mysterio, which has a comic book fan, and a guy who played all the Spider-Man video games. I can't believe they did it. It is awesome. I love Mysterio. I hope he's not dead. I just loved everything about that movie. Happy. more, Give me more happy. He, uh, I thought he was so great for that movie. And then MJ really came into her own, and Ned was uh, great as well, too. And then Brad, when he almost got killed. I thought that was hilarious. That was my rant. I love that movie so much.
1: It's hard to follow up that rant. I'm going to have to start having you go second. Yeah, that, sorry. Was, that was <laughs> a solid analysis of that movie in such a good way. Because that movie does so much so right that other movies have not done. The whole Peter putting Spider-Man on vacation, so to speak, so that he can you know, enjoy his trip. Which is what Spider-Man 2 couldn't do. It's like he didn't, again, he couldn't not be Spider-Man Spider 2. was just sucked. So this Spider-Man 2 got it right. And the aspect that like he was trying so hard not to be Spider-Man, just because he wanted to enjoy his trip and he wanted to be a kid. Be with and it makes and-
0: sense because he looks like a kid.
1: Exactly. It was. It was in like it was like how dare you not want to be Spider-Man? I was like, okay, I get it. You don't want to be Spider-Man right now. It makes sense. But again, the scene in Venice, the whole water fight scene with the water, it was oh, so geniusly good. So done.
0: Good. Night monkey. The-
1: yeah. The fact that he does a lot of his own stunts, too, is just, like, so awesome, and it just Mm -hmm. makes the movie better. But one of the scenes that really stands out to me is when he's wearing the glasses and he's learning how to do things, because he doesn't know what he's doing, and he accidentally brings a missile to come in at the bus, and then he has to jump out of the bus to stop it. That was one of the greatest things to see in theaters. Like, I was, like, losing my mind over that.
0: It's just so accurate of how Spider-Man's a kid and he does dumb shit accidentally. And I just thought that this movie was so great that that scene with when they bring it up later, like I think MJ goes, you almost killed Brad or something like that. Um, I thought that was hilarious. I mean, also the the teacher um, he's just such a clown. It's hilarious. And then, I mean, you got to love J.B. Smooth. He's he's hilarious. So he, he's talking about witches. So maybe he knows what happened in WandaVision. It's my deep theory. Um, Yeah, I, I just thought, do you think Mysterio's alive? I think Mysterio,
1: I want Mysterio to be alive for selfishly for the reasons that I think he's one of the greatest Spider-Man villains. I think, again, Jake Gyllenhaal did it so well in subverting the Tony Stark type character. It's unbelievable. And really creating this this really complicated and conniving character that just was able to mess with Peter so well, which led to the great, you know, great scene where Peter has to sort of pick himself up and it makes sense that he has to kind of, you know, rebuild, re-get a suit. It all makes sense in the best way possible. I will say one thing that stands out to this movie because we did have a bigger inclusion of MJ. I don't... Maybe this is just me, but I don't want to see MJ become a superhero, or become superpowered.
0: I no. want her to still stay do, grounded. Do you get the cases. vibe that that's going to happen?
1: I feel like that's... Well, if you, look, if you look at the MCU going forward, I mean, majority of the characters are becoming superheroes. That's that true. Are Monica. Monica became one. Jane Foster's going to get powers. Which, again, makes sense in the comics, but I don't... MJ needs to be grounded MJ that, you know, is the human aspect i think that's what helps spider-man is that there is more of the human level which falcon and the winter soldier does well where it's like okay they're not super powered people they're just high schoolers that are getting their life together that Mm -hmm. are going forward i am such a fan of this movie i am so excited it exists those illusion scenes that you touched upon were one of the greatest things to see especially in 3d in the theater like
0: i didn't do 3d but that sounds amazing
1: it was it was so immersive it was just like what is even happening yeah but yeah and again it's he makes the role work so well and of course the massive cliffhanger of all cliffhangers
0: yeah i mean we never have seen that in the movie of his identity revealed we obviously get the old jay jonah jameson back who is perfect he is the perfect j jonah jameson um and i didn't mention this i mean we mentioned how cool the the illusion scenes were that was in those illusion scenes where he had to close his eyes and trust his spider-man senses that was the most accurate de- depiction of spider-man's powers in the history of movies and television by far and i know people think, like, oh my god accurate depiction it's a comic book like just to me like that is how spider-man used his spider senses and The fact that they just, I thought, landed that so perfectly was huge.
1: Yeah, and again, accurate depictions to comic books are massively important. Like, if you don't understand that, you really need to look at the comic books and look at the movies. It just creates a wealth of experience. And, like, Mm -hmm. it needs to. There are certain things that have to happen in superhero movies in order for them to work. And the comic books is, like, you've got this foundation of, like wealth of tools to use so use them so again mm-hmm. having that spider sense is such a it was teased so well i think in the other movies the peter single it. yeah <laughs> it was just done so well i loved it so much and and then also you see the zombie um iron man was a good yeah, touch and the that was great
0: that was great um there was a rumor that uh they cut out of illusion where it not only was a zombie iron man next to that gravestone was ben parker They they
1: haven't. I'm curious. Why did they cut that? I'm curious. But again, Spider-Man three.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about Spider-Man three. No way home. We got a bunch of rumors for it. Um, I'm not going to. Spoil it. I'm not going to say some of the rumors I've heard because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Um, So what we'll do here is uh, what I will say is I would expect. Andrew Garfield Tomi McGuire to be in this movie. I think they'll appear in like the second act. I expect Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, and Jamie Foxx's Electro to appear in this movie. I do not expect Emma Stone to appear because she is pregnant. Otherwise, I think she would have. I expect um, Doctor Strange to play a massive role in this film because how the hell else are these villains from other movie franchises slash universes going to show up? Um, I have very high expectations for this movie. I think that there's a chance after this movie, if they land this movie, we're talking like top, we're talking Infinity War, Endgame, Ragnarok level of all, maybe one of the best superhero movies we ever see. If they can land it, Only thing I am worried about, Peter, and I'm curious what you think about this. I don't want them to gloss over how big of a deal it is that Peter's name has been revealed and, like, solve that super quickly because they want to do the multiverse. That is a giant deal that his name was just revealed, and I hope they give that justice, and I do hope we get Daredevil. Matt Murdock representing him if he has to go to court. Peter.
1: So to add to what you said, because you said a lot of characters showing up, I do believe Kristen, Kristen's Kristen, yeah, Kristen Dunst will show up based on. What oh,
0: God game. dang it! Um,
1: I would hope that Emma Stone somehow magically found a way, even though mm-hmm. she was pregnant, to show up. Um, I think that would be cool. But I also would wonder if Wanda is planning on showing up.
0: Oh, good point. Because
1: someone had to break the multiverse and I'm pretty sure it was her. Um so I'm curious about that. I'm also curious how this movie will become a Christmas movie theoretically. So yeah, there's coming out at Christmas, Iron Man 3. So us is one of the greatest Iron Man and one of the Christmas greatest movies. Christmas movies. My favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. You know, you Got it. Got to have it on during Christmas time. Yeah. But um I want to see I want to see um I don't want to see let me start with I don't want to see. I don't want Aunt May to die, but I feel like that's a potential. I want to see maybe Uncle Ben in some aspect be addressed or brought up.
0: Uh, I want, I, know, I think I know he's going to die. We'll Keep going.
1: Interesting. I want to see what I have heard. I think everyone's heard is that, you know, Tom Holland has said that the final act of this movie is one of the greatest things he's ever been a part of yeah so and i don't and because of again he has because of how he's been in the movies and in the press and everything you can take that as a very valid statement that it's going to be a big deal it's not just like a throwaway comment it's like an act it's not like when paul bettany says he's acting with the greatest person he's ever acted with and Mm -hmm. it's himself it's like a legit moment that's going to be in theater again so this is a theater movie first of all like yeah definitely you can't not see this in a theater this needs to happen in theater but I, want to see, I don't think that they will gloss over the identity thing just to cram in the multiverse because if we've been able to see from Civil War, Winter Soldier, um... Why is it escaping me? Thor yeah. Ragnarok. Okay. You're able to have these layered movies in the MCU mm-hmm. with them, without them feeling like you're just servicing these different sides of the stories. To create a means to an end so i think that they've learned from the other movies in a way that will allow them to really nail the superhero landing of this movie i mean i'm sure if it doesn't you and i'll both just be distraught at the end of this movie and yeah, just be that, like that... it'll be a podcast of pure silence for an hour of
0: just yeah like... so i believe and this isn't a spoiler or anything I believe that th- there's something that happens a few times in the comic books with Spider-Man that I think that we should prepare for in this movie, which is when he, something happens so bad to him, someone he loves is killed or something, where he gets to the brink of killing someone and has to pull back and like not kill them because he doesn't want to just kill people. I believe that we will see that towards the end of this movie. I don't know who – what villain he will have to kill or almost kill, but I am 85 percent confident of who will be killed, and I'm 99 percent sad about it. I think Happy Hogan will be killed.
1: You know, it's interesting that you say that because I was thinking of somebody else being who will be killed. And what I will use to justify my thing, because I don't think Happy will go, because I think Happy is too integral to this whole story world as a whole.
0: I hope so, but he's just been there for 12 years.
1: But I also feel like he's someone who enjoys it, so I feel like he's not...
0: We're hoping that. We're hoping. (laughs)
1: But also, I don't think... that If you're looking at Spider-Man's story, though, and if we're being super... My thought is this. The person to go that's gonna go is MJ, which then opens up the door to doing the reverse and bringing in Gwen Stacy. And I say this because obviously, from when Spider Man started to now, Zendaya has her stardom has like soared above and beyond. And if you look at other stars that have been part of movies like this, like Jennifer Lawrence in the X Men franchise, she also got really big after being in, in the X Men franchise and then. You know, her character had its piece out and she left the role. So Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if that's the kind of situation we're having in play, which then leads to him almost killing someone and pulling back. And again, will be really gutsy storytelling.
0: Yeah, um, I expect we'll see that darker side. Um, Any other things you want to talk about with Spider-Man No Way Home? I think we covered a lot of it.
1: It's a hard day when you read spoilers because your mind just starts to go to so many places. I mean, you and I are texting constantly about the spoilers, which we're not going to talk about here, just not to give them validity yet. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it could be such a great movie. It could be such a confusing movie.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious at the length of this thing. It should be pretty long, it sounds like.
1: You would hope so, but I mean, you never, at this point, you wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised that like, that's an hour and 45 minutes, and then I would be like, True.
0: what? Is happening? Yeah, yeah." so we've got to balance how we... um how this all works out. So, next thing I want to talk about and I'll let you take the first take on this and cuz we agree on this about The Venom with Tom Hardy, um why it doesn't work. I don't think that movie's very good at all. Um so I'll let you go I go.
1: have seen that movie once. I it's so confusing to me. I I I don't understand it i didn't understand the what the point of it was because originally it did feel like it was tied into spider-man at some in some instances i thought i saw some easter eggs for that but Mm -hmm. then when you watch the movie as a whole you're kind of just like what's the point similar to in a sense and i mean obviously this is controversial opinion the joker i was just kind of like what's the point of this in the scheme of the universe yeah like why I didn't like him in the role. I didn't like the movie. I, I didn't know what it was going for. I just. To this day. I'm just like. What, what was that?
0: Yeah. Um, to, to agree with you. um, The fundamental flaw with this movie. Is that. Why the hell does Venom look like Spider-Man. If he doesn't know who Spider-Man is. That's plain and simple. You can just. If there's no Spider-Man and they have not set up a Spider-Man in this universe, there is no point to have Venom. People just... It's similar with Spider-Man 3. People and similar with the Joker. Venom is one of those... I think the Joker is a great movie, but I see what you mean. Venom is one of those characters, too, where people are like, just get him in there any way we can. People like him. We can sell stuff. Um, I thought this movie sucked. Does not make sense. Um, The way the symbiote talks, too not a fan of that um and then so looking forward peter this let there be carnage trailer comes out um i think that this will actually be way better than the first one because if we're just gonna accept that carnage and venom look like spider-man for some reason okay that's actually a comic book story seeing those two fight and woody harrelson's one of my favorite actors so while i don't think it's gonna be great i think it will be better than venom one but like we've said. That doesn't mean anything. What do you think?
1: One, I'm so I'm Googling something because I wanna before I say this out loud, I wanna make sure that it actually is something that I'm not making this up, that he's in this movie. Just kidding. So I thought for a second, so Michael Keaton is not in this one. He's in Morbius, correct? Yes. So Morbius, we are potentially tying into Spider-Man, but this, we're not tied into Spider-Man. And yes, I've seen the trailer. Um, Woody Harrelson up there. Hunger Games, Zombieland. Like, a top-tier actor. White Men
0: Can't Jump. Great But film. again,
1: I don't understand. I mean, I probably will see this movie at some point. But I also am just sort of like...
0: If they're going to tie in Morbius to the MCU, they are tying in Venom somehow. But then I need because to... Morbius and Venom are in the same universe, so it, it doesn't. I'm not like defending it. I'm just saying like that's what they're doing, and it makes no sense. I mean, another fr- freaking weird thing was in the Morbius trailer there was a like a, a spray paint or a photo of Spider Man where it said murder, and it was the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. So and I've heard a lot of rumors that um, maybe the this Sony-verse of Venom they'll take, like Andrew Garfield, or they'll do a Miles Morales and have him be the Spider-Man of that universe. Um, But I just... I think with some of the stuff we've seen of how Sony has agreed to put Spider-Man stuff on Disney+, and all that stuff, and the agreements that we've been seeing, I am of the opinion that this will eventually cross over with the MCU. Not happy about it, but um, the one thing i there's two things that make me some how i can accept it i guess tom hardy is an incredible actor he's incredible so is woody harrelson so if you can have those two in the mcu like yeah this one might not be that good cuz it's not under direction by the mcu but if you bring him over and you get the mcu touch with Feige those two guys are good enough actors to where that could work but i just have no i don't know i don't i don't have much faith in I just don't know how it's all going to work out. It's just not connected. It makes no sense without Spider-Man. just just makes no sense.
1: I think that's honestly the the perfect sentence to sum it all up. It doesn't make sense. It makes... It's like Venom should be in the MCU Spider-Man Tom Holland universe. And and it makes sense as his villain because he's one of the best villains. It Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense other than, yes, the cash grab. The Yes, people are going to go watch this because it's cool looking and it's awesome. But... There's also when you have this storytelling room and you have the narrative so long, it doesn't make sense. And the fact that they're doubling down on saying like this is not connected to Spider-Man, it's like, are you lying? And we're just in yeah, going just waiting. In? Like okay, maybe you're going to do that, and I'll, I can accept that. But if there's just no, what is this own separate trilogy? Like yeah, it's,
0: yeah. what are you? What's the point?
1: Uh, money.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah, that's way too spot and on. And obviously
1: people are employed with this job of making these cool graphics and making cool looking symbiote mm. looking things. But it's also like, okay, but it doesn't serve the purpose. And we're going to have to have a whole brand new Venom introduced into the MCU a separate way.
0: and Probably. So it'll just make, it'll just make less sense. Um, let's. We got a couple more things to talk about before we wrap up. Honestly, I thought this was going to be like 35 minutes. We're at 70. So hell yeah. Um <laughs> Let me get your... Okay, here's what I will say really quick. Um, I like Into the Spider-Verse. I think it's a good movie. I think it's a little overhyped. I'm not, like, the biggest fan. In the, I don't think it's the best animated movie ever. I don't... I've seen people saying it's straight up the best Spider-Man movie ever, which literally makes me go insane. Um, I like it. I think it's a fun movie. Um just a little overhyped, in my opinion. I like um, the '90s Spider-Man series more, as like, but um, I'm curious to—is that too controversial?
1: So, '90s Spider-Man series, top tier, one of the most integral parts of growing up. Like, so good. I so similar. It's kind of weird to say this on this podcast because I'm such a marble stan, but also. It's reality. I have not seen Into the Spider Verse because I have no. It just doesn't. It's just like nothing yeah. about it says, "Watch me. It's gonna be good." Like maybe one day I'll watch it because I'm bored. See, but it's like, it's like I have Spider Man. Peter Parker is the hill I will die on. And yeah, I'm sorry. see,
0: I'm I'm like that too. Um, I think it's a good movie. I've seen it a couple times. It's definitely fun. It's great animation. It's a cool story. I just. I don't know maybe it's fucked up like Peter Parker is my Spider-Man like it's just so it's so connected to me I like Miles Morales I think it's a cool character but it's just it's just different it's not Spider-Man or it's just a different type of thing I don't know good movie
1: to speak to that though it's interesting because I can accept Sam Wilson of Captain America and be on board stoked let's do this and even though Steve Rogers is like my Captain America I can accept that but for some reason, this over here, I just can't get on board with.
0: Well, I just don't understand how why how are so many people getting bit by these spiders? Come on, that's where it's like <laughs> where I don't where can we find these spiders? I'm I'm I've curious. legitimately thought about that. I I would like to know, but um, it's I I I would say I sounded negative on Into Spider Verse, but I did like it. I thought it was a good movie. I'm just a Peter Parker stan. Um, I will say there's also an animated Spider-Man show on disney plus that i think was is about 10 years old or something it was on disney xd has four or five seasons where they it is incredible they build out like where spider-man trains for shield essentially and he joins a team and then they become more spy like there's the eddie brock spider-man there's all this stuff miles morales the scarlet spider big multiversal stuff um i thought that that was i mean it's a silly animated show i thought it was fun to watch though um yeah. Uh, let's end with this, Peter. Um, let's talk about Spider Man's amazing collection of villains. And um, I would say to me, we've kind of talked about this. Venom's the most over-edged Spider Man villain, in my opinion. Um, I My favorite Spider Man villains are Green Goblin, Doc Ock, um, Mysterio, Craven the Hunter. What? What? Throw some names out there.
1: Um, obviously we're agreeing so i'm not surprised um hobgoblin's another good one
0: yep lizard
1: lizard um i liked um so i wasn't sure it's more sometimes villain not villain um felicia Felicia hardy
0: Hardy. yeah uh shocker (laughs) is great too um there was a spider Spider spider-man video game back in the day shocker you fought him in this is like train place that was super fun I'm trying to think of other ones that are uh, great villains. I think uh, Scorpion's cool, Vulture's cool. Um, Yeah, I just think Spider-Man is the Sinister Six is the coolest like villain team up thing in all of comic books. Yeah, it just
1: has not been done right for to save its life
0: because these people have no patience, Peter. You just got to build it. You can't do you can't do the full tease of the Sinister Six. In Spider Man, the Amazing Spider Man, too, you haven't earned it. You haven't earned it. That's why we haven't seen it. Um, but as we wrap up here, any final thoughts on the Amazing Spider Man? We're on the same page. I, not that I'm surprised. I thought we would be. I did think we would have some differing opinions, but for the most part, I think we're on the same page.
1: I think so. I think again, it's interesting because we're both approaching this character from this level of like, you know, growing up with this character and stuff. yeah. And I mean. It was cool. I mean, I mean, obviously my name's Peter, so obviously I even gravitated more towards the. Honestly, I
0: I didn't even think of that. That's how dumb I am.
1: Wow. (laughs) This is like the second time this week I've been disappointed by Brian. Okay, Knives Out
0: was amazing. It was amazing. It had a great soundtrack. You end with Sweet Virginia. I'm sold. Chris Evans is a handsome devil. The whole time my girlfriend was comparing me to him, and then he just that's just just not fair. Yeah, I was just like, damn. Like, one, I'm not him. And then it's like, I'm kind of a dick then, I guess, too. Jesus. I just thought it was a great, great movie. Um, and I was wondering, did you see who was cast in Knives Out 2 today? I was about
1: to say that. I was about say to it, say, say, say it, that. It. Take it. The amazing Catherine Hahn is going to be in Knives Out 2, which is so exciting to see. I'm yeah. so do- excited that, it's, so that she's getting that. this boost after WandaVision. Like, as she well did. deserved.
0: Phenomenal are, in that show. So i think also who's been cast is you have edward norton the former hulk you got jose batista drax mm-hmm. who basically knives out marvel <laughs> think about it um, and, and it's not
1: even done being cast yet so that's what's super exciting to see that they're still adding to it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yes. it's nice to see original movies like that
0: yeah that'll be great uh i mean if you end a if you end a movie with a stone song um, signed sealed delivered i'm yours no, it took you
1: a couple of years to watch i'm stuck. Stu- stu-
0: if i hear something super good that like enough people talk about how something is amazing it's a flaw i was like i'm not gonna watch it no i'm just not gonna watch it and this goes back know, to me, but maybe Chris i was out. in
1: this movie so that's <laughs> negated that, <laughs> it negated it that attitude.
0: it should have it should have and uh well i'm glad i Glad I watched it, um, and I think I deserve some criticism, so I appreciate you uh, you doing that, um, Peter. Any final thoughts? Uh...
1: I am stoked and thrilled. Which is the same thing that Tom Holland is our current Spider-Man. Yeah, I mm-hmm. can only expect marvelous things going forward. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, and again, it's it's also dope to see outside of the cinematic universe that the actor cares so much about the character and was mm-hmm. able to help broker this collaboration between sony and um disney which again if you recall that i it was honestly iconic that moment when he instagrammed that scene from the wolf of wall street when he was announced he was back in the mcu it was like Mm -hmm. this is why this stuff works
0: yeah he that's why fans like him so much too he's got a really good grip on what's going on um we will be back next week with some uh, marvel superhero nerd talk here on the pineapple couch um any, If you have a topic for us to discuss, let us know. We, we deep-dived into Spider-Man this week. Um, I don't think next week... I, we don't need to preview Loki yet. I think that would be the following week. So we have another week here. Um, so I will float this out to Peter right now and all of you. And we'll see how everyone... And we'll make a decision next week. But we could eventually... Uh, uh, we could go Infinity War. We could... I think because we've reviewed one, Marvel, we need to figure out if we want to go back and do a bunch of them.
1: It's wild that we've only reviewed one, but it's also Mm -hmm. fitting that that was the one that kind of kicked off this whole journey.
0: Yeah, sure. So we'll let that marinate. Peter and I will think of some topics. We could do like what we did today with uh, tons of characters in MCU, especially ones to come. Um, Final question, Peter. Did you see Daredevil on Netflix?
1: i feel like i did but a long time ago
0: i think i've only watched a couple episodes and i think that that uh, actor will be coming to the mcu as daredevil so homework well, for myself be on disney plus
1: soon also i thought what yeah I
0: also, um so. so i need to watch that um yeah and all right well peter thank you as always uh it's always a pleasure to talk to you my friend
1: it's always a pleasure to be here and um i will forgive you for not recognizing the peter and the peter parker for now no so. I, well, I'm, it, though, I'm, a, I will I'm a simple that. man
0: Peter I just think about Spider-Man I guess I mean geez, that is though that's pretty freaking funny that I didn't think about that <laughs> alright Peter Parker Gonzalez we will see you next time uh, everyone thank you for listening it has been episode 97 of the Pineapple Couch with The Rob.